Hello, and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Today's topic is the five biggest mistakes people make when building their home. Hi, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and thank you so much for tuning in to The Home Building Hero today. And if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Wherever you're listening, just hit the subscribe button. That way you'll get notified anytime we drop a new episode. And also, make sure to tell your friends. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure you share it on social media. If you see one of our posts on Facebook or LinkedIn, Twitter, please share uh, so that we can continue to grow the podcast. We really appreciate it. All right, so today we're talking about the five biggest mistakes people make when building their home. And, you know, in some ways it's hard to boil this list down to only five because there's always things that, that consumers do or, or mistakes that people make when they build their home. And, you know, we have people that come and build with us two or three times. And, of course, the, the people that build the second and the third time do a lot better and, and usually have a much nicer build because they, they learn the hard way from some of these mistakes. Well, we don't want that to happen to you. We don't want you to have to learn the hard way per se. So here are just a few tips that I want to go over with you guys to help you. And and hopefully some of this will ring in with you guys. No matter if you're building with us or you're building with anyone else, this is, I think, good advice for anyone building a home and can certainly help anybody have a little bit better build and make sure that they really get the home that they want and not put themselves in, you know, serious you know, jeopardy or things like that. So we'll go over this and I'm sure I'll have some discussion points on this as well. So let's start with the first mistake people make when building their home. The first mistake is building for today, not for tomorrow. And this this happens all the time. Everybody is in this sort of now mentality I've got to fix this now. I'm living in the moment right now. I I need this. I got to have this. You know, it's sort of the drive-through mentality of, "Hey, oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to go through the drive-through. I'm going to get some food." Instead of looking out a little bit further and planning out. Everyone is so busy in the moment all the time, and they're not looking out further ahead. And even if they are, "Oh, well, we're going to have two kids, so, you know, now we need to have, you know, a three-bedroom home or four-bedroom home, whatever it is." Um, you got to look even further out than that when you're building a home. The average person nowadays lives in their home over eight years. So you should be looking at least eight years out, if not longer, because, you know, especially nowadays, people are living in these homes a little longer. It Back when I first started in this business, a lot of people were turning their homes in four and five years because they could sell it and and sell it for more money than what that they paid for it. And they could get fifty, sixty thousand dollars in equity very quickly, flip it, and then build a bigger house. So that isn't quite as feasible these days with pricing and things like that. So people live in their homes longer. So you've got to stop looking at now and and, and you want to cover those needs, obviously. That's probably why you're moving or probably why you're building in the first place, because you have certain needs that you want to meet and take care of right away. But you need to look at the bigger picture, look further out. So for example, I'll use myself as an example. Now, I've been in my home almost 18 years. It's hard to believe. But I remember very vividly there was a certain thing I wanted to put in my home. 
and I had added a lot of other things into my home that I really wanted and I decided not to do it. I knew right away I was finishing my basement because I knew if I didn't finish my basement, right away when I built my home, it was going to take me years and years and years before I would finish it. So I, I made the decision to finish my basement. But when I was doing my plans, I was debating about whether I should put a nine-foot basement in or leave it as a standard eight-foot poured concrete basement. And at the time, it was a little over $4,000 to make that change. And I thought, you know, I've got so much money. I'm already investing in this home. I've got all these things. It's my dream home. I've got the upgraded cabinets and the tall ceilings and, you know, these these extra amenities that I wanted, granite countertops and, and a lot of things that we did back in the early 2000s, right? And this was a pretty fancy house. And I was like, you know, I just don't know that I can swing adding any more things to this home. So I didn't. I went with the eight-foot ceilings. And of course, I have workout equipment down there and things like that. And to this day, I go, you know, would I really miss that $4,000, you know, that would have cost me to, to do that taller basement. And, you know, I look back, my mortgage is paid off and everything. I'm very fortunate in that way. And I'm like, yeah, I would have had maybe two more, two more months of payments or something like that. Um, if I would have looked at my mortgage, it would have been probably like not even like $6 a month or something if I would have done this. So yes, I built for today and not for tomorrow. It was a mistake that I made. And you have to look at those things. And you got to look at your payments. And if there's something that you think you probably want, even if you aren't quite sure, as long as you can, of course, the lender says, yes, you can afford it, put it in now because you can't unbuild the home. You just can't go back. So put it in and make sure that you don't have those regrets. The last thing I want anybody to have when they build a home, especially with me, is I don't want somebody to go up to me and go, you know what, David, my house would be perfect, except I hate that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want any customer to feel that. So make sure that you put it in. I had a customer, he was a car guy, and he tells me this story all the time when I see him. And he's like, you know, I still am in my house. I love my home. And he's like, I got to give you credit. He's like, I wanted a two-car garage and you talked me out of it. He's like, it was the best decision I ever made to put that three-car garage on my home. I'm like, well, yeah, of course. I'm like, you're a car salesman. You should have a three-car garage. But it was more than that because I knew that, you know, when he had kids and eventually his kids were going to be driving, so he needed that other spot. He is a car guy, so, you know, having an extra car around the house is probably pretty likely for a guy like that. And on top of it, I knew that at the time it was only going to cost a couple thousand dollars to make that change and it was going to add probably three times the value that it would cost on his house. So it was a very simple decision for me. It was doing the right thing and saying, this is really what you need. I, I almost feel like I can't sell this to you if I don't don't have you put this in. And he's come up to me and he's been in his home probably a little bit longer than I have and he always brings that story up. So it, it makes a huge difference. So build for tomorrow, not for today, okay? That's the first thing that you gotta do when you're building a house. All right, the next mistake that people make when they're building a home is only hearing what you want to hear. Okay, so the second mistake is only hearing what you want to hear. And what I mean by this, and don't get offended by this, but 
Customers have a tendency when they're sitting down and they're talking to salespeople, they're talking to the builder, they have selective hearing. Okay? You hear what you want to hear sometimes. And I know that like for me personally, we spend a lot of time not only telling our customers certain things and setting expectations, but we also create a lot of documents too that that reinforce the things that we've told them. But yet we still have this happen all the time when people are building with us and they're like, well, you know, you told me this. And it's like, no, that's not true. Like they'll say, you told me you'd have this house done in six months. And I'll be like, no, sir, I'm very sorry. That is not correct. I told you that from the day we dug the basement to the time that you would move into your home would take between six and nine months to build your home. What did they hear? Six months to build my home. And that's not six months, including the permits and the plans and everything else. So all of a sudden they're like, well, it took me, you know, nine and a half months or it took, you know, almost a year to build my home. Well, yes, because you didn't hear which, what I told you. You only heard what you wanted to hear. You heard six months. You took the shortest number and that's what you stuck with. But I said that was six months from when we break ground and potentially up to nine months. That does not include the plans and the permits and everything else. So again, customers only hear what they want to hear. This happens all the time. And you have to be careful of that if you're a customer. Same when you hear financials. Like you might hear something like, okay, here are your anticipated site costs for this site. We're budgeting in 40000 to 50000 for it. What would you like to put in there? Oh, just put in the forty. I'll pay the extra. All of a sudden, a year later, when everything comes in and you're settling and, and the, the site costs come in at $45,000 instead of that 40000 like, you told me 40000 was enough. <laughs> no, I said the site cost would be between forty and 50000 Fortunately, I was right in the middle. And, you know, on this case, but you, you said forty. No, I said forty to fifty. You didn't realize the other $10,000 that I was telling you about that you could potentially have as cost. So you have to be careful. You got to not have selective hearing. If the builder or the salesperson is telling you something, they're telling it to you for a reason. And you need to listen. You need to pay attention. Otherwise, you could end up with a surprise. You could end up having false expectations and being upset about it. Okay? That is a big thing. And it is a huge mistake that many people make when they're building. Remember, if you guys listen to this and follow this, you're going to have a great build. All right. The third mistake that people make when building their home is not having a realistic budget. And this one is is tough. It's tough on both ends because we get people all the time that contact us. And they'll be like, hey, you know, I want this, you know, 2,500 square foot house. I want this and that and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I can spend $250,000 total. And I'm like, you can't build a house for that price. That is not a realistic budget. And a lot of these people that do that, they're just trying to, to lowball off the bat just to, you know, I don't want to get, I don't want to get screwed. I don't want a builder to take advantage of me. But they, they throw out this really low artificial number that they know isn't realistic or they haven't even went into the bank yet to get pre-approved and they don't even know what is a realistic number. And that's a dangerous thing to do because you could be contacting a decent builder and you throw out a number like that and they're going to basically very politely, hopefully, at least we would, kind of explain that that's not a realistic number and that that's not 
a price range that we could help. Of course, I would maybe dig in a little further and ask a few questions and make sure they've been pre-approved and whatnot. But you can almost get turned off from a builder right away because you haven't even presented a realistic number. Or this can also happen in another fashion where you are looking at building and you want all this stuff. And of course, everybody wants this, right? They call it sort of the champagne taste and the beer budget. But a lot of people do this, right? They, they have this expectation in their head that builders, contractors, all these guys make all this money. They got to make all this money because this is an expensive thing. And so, you know, I'm going to, you know, try and whittle every little thing I can out of them because they can afford it, right? Uh, you need to have that realistic budget, okay? You need to have a realistic price and be able to look at this build and say, okay, you know what? That's probably not going to be in the cards for me. I would love to have, you know, a sunroom on the back of my home with skylights and all these windows and the fancy blinds inside the glass. But, you know, my budget for this whole house is $400,000 without the lot. Okay. Now, maybe you can have that sunroom if you're building a 1,800 or 1,900 square foot home and then you add that on, that might be realistic. But if you're building a 2,500 square foot home and then now you're putting on a 200 square foot sunroom and putting all these features on, now you're not being realistic. And now either you're going to be chintzing on other areas, which is only going to disappoint you later, or you're going to be disappointed. You're going to build this home. You're not going to put in what you really want. And now you're going to be disappointed. So have a realistic budget. You know, certainly helps to shop a little bit and get you know, a second price or two. You don't need to get 20 prices. And this is another thing as part of this is, and we'll kind of cover this in the next one, is you don't need to go and shop 20 different builders for prices, okay? That is a huge mistake. That's almost worthy of its own. But we're going to cover that in the next topic. So the fourth mistake that people make when buying their home is buying on price only. It's a huge mistake. Don't buy on price only. So many people, all they're doing is looking at, okay, I'm looking at the paper. I've got this house and my contract is $350,000. I'm not going over $350,000. But again, the realistic house that you want is three seventy-five. dollars Okay? And yet you get locked under this $350,000 number. And I'm, I'm only going to keep it. And you start cutting stuff out of your contract before you sign it. And then all of a sudden you start building your home and you go, well, geez, I really want those extra outlets. I really wanted that window in the study. I really wanted this. And you start to add those things back in because now it's not a number. Now it's your home, right? You're walking through this thing as it's being built and you're seeing these things that you took out and you're going, oh my gosh, I got to have this now. This is my house. This is where I'm going to live. I got to have this. Well, guess what? You have just cost yourself thousands of dollars. Because it's always cheaper to put things in right away than it is to add them back in later. And again, remember what I said earlier, you can't unbuild the home. So once it's already being built, you know, it's harder to change it. You can still change things. We let customers change things all the time. But the longer you wait or the closer you wait until the time that it's going to go in, 
the more expensive it's going to be. And if it's already in and then you change it, it's going to be even more expensive because you've bought that thing twice. You've bought the one that was delivered there and you're going to probably buy another one to replace it. So don't buy on price only, buy on value. And so the other part of this particular mistake that people make is that, again, people are looking at price. Okay, I'm going to buy this home. This home is $5,000 cheaper than this other home. Well, why is that cheaper? Maybe it's the exact same square footage, uh, different builder, of course, but you know, just down the road, there's two different homes. One's $5,000 more. Well, what's, what's different about that one that's $5,000 more? You find out that builder's using two by six walls instead of two by four walls. And that builder's using energy efficient windows. And that builder is putting in more insulation in the walls. And they're building it to, you know, you know, an energy standard. Okay. So that's $5,000 more. Well, you know, I, you know, $5,000, that's a lot of money. You know, that's, you know, that's a month's salary or two months' salary, whatever. But when you look at it, and you look at that and say, okay, this house is $5,000 more. But guess what? That home that's built with the two by six walls and the 16 inch on center and all the energy efficiency items, that home costs over $1,000 a year less to heat and cool. Now, if we said the average person lives in the home eight years, let's say you're an average person, that means after the fifth year, you have already recouped all that savings. Plus, you have a better home. And those next three years, you're up ahead now $3,000. That is buying on price versus buying on value. Don't buy on price. This is not a stick of gum. This is not a disposable razor. This is your house. This is the roof over your head. This is the most expensive purchase you're probably going to make in your life. This is where you're raising your family. This is where... You know, your precious memories are created. All these things. This is not something that you buy on price. You need to buy on value. What are you getting with this home? Maybe that other home is $5,000 cheaper because the builder doesn't care about warranty work. And all of a sudden, six months later, you've got a problem with your home and you can't get a hold of this guy, this fly-by-night builder that was a couple thousand dollars cheaper. He goes bankrupt because he's not pricing his homes properly. He's losing money and he can't stand behind his product. Okay? Don't buy on price, buy on value. What are you all getting with it? Hey, you're getting this protection plan with it. You're getting, you know, higher quality materials and it's more energy efficient. Or you're getting someone that's going to be there to answer your questions and look out for you while you're building your home. That has value. That has a dollar value to it, and it's important. I've bought car, cars in the past where I've bought from a dealership that was not a very good dealership. It's like, well, you know, I saved, you know, 250 bucks buying this car here. Well, guess what? As soon as there's a problem with the car, that $250 and then some will come out of your pocket. And it's the same thing with the house as well. You're buying everything. You're not just buying the vehicle. You're buying the the service department and the the location and the convenience and the amenities there and the staff. So factor that in as well when you're buying a house. Do they have a team? Do they have a designer? You could be buying from a builder that doesn't even have an interior designer and you're picking your own colors. You don't know what you're doing. And now you pick all these colors out and your house doesn't look right. 
Wouldn't it be worth it to spend another $1,000 on your house and have a professional designer consult with you, include it with the price to help you figure everything out and have a full-time warranty person on staff that can come out and make repairs and fix things in a timely fashion so you're, you're not down and out? So buy on value, don't buy on price. That's the fourth mistake that people make when building a home. And the fifth and final mistake that people make when building a home is not asking enough questions. All right, a lot of people, they do this common mistake. If you've ever watched some of these comedy skits from back in the day, they say, what happens when you assume? It makes an A-S-S out of you and me. That's how you spell assume, A-S-S-U-M-E. Don't do that. Don't assume, ask questions. You're hiring an expert to build your home, and if you have questions, make sure you ask them. Write down your questions and ask. There is no question that's too stupid, too dumb when you're building a house. Ask the questions. Because the other thing that happens when you ask the questions is the builder will be able to show whether they're, one, qualified for you, and two, they're going to give you the time and attention that you need to complete your home. If the builder doesn't want to bother answering your questions, they're probably not a good fit for you, first of all. And secondly, if you're afraid to answer questions, then you're assuming. And when you assume, guess what happens? You're going to think certain things. You're going to set certain expectations. And then they're not going to come to fruition and you're going to be upset. You're going to be stressed. You might even be angry. So don't assume. If you just assume, well, you know, I've heard that, you know, builders take this much time to build their home. I'm going to assume that this builder takes that much time. And also you find out, no, you know, it takes us a full year to build a home because everything is full custom and everything is handmade and special ordered. This is a full custom project. Well, guess what? You assumed and now you've put yourself in a bad situation. I've had this happen many times with people building a home. We'll have situations too where somebody has a home they're already living in and they're building a new home. And they just assume the builder can hit any deadline you throw at them. So guess what? They go out, they put their house up for sale, they sell it, and they go, hey, Mr. Builder, great news, I sold my home. I need to be in in the next 30 days. And the builder goes, um, excuse me, there's still three months left on your project. But, but you, know, you know, I saw that you, you know, you're already putting the drywall up and you're moving along really fast. Well, yes, Mr. Homeowner, we are moving along at a good pace. However, there's still two and a half to three months worth of work left on this project. I can't get you in your home in a month. Why did you sell your home? <laughs> well, I assume that you could get it done whenever. No, you assume that's your first mistake. Don't do that. We always tell our customers, before you sell your home, make sure you talk to us. And of course, before you sign that paperwork, ask us to confirm the completion date. We're glad to do that. But don't give us a completion date and then tell us to make that date. Because one, we're not going to be able to do it. Two, even if we tried to do it, now you're starting to speed up things artificially, which is going to cause more mistakes and lower quality. You're you know, rushing to get things done. Anytime you rush to get something done, especially when it's handmade or it's built, is not a good thing. You don't want to do that. So the fifth and final mistake that many people make when building the home 
is not asking enough questions. Don't assume anything. Ask a question. If you're not sure, ask a question. We're at the, the time and age where people are emailing and they're texting and doing all these wonderful things. Communication is easier than it's ever been. There's blogs and articles and everything like that. And if you guys are ever interested in more information about home building, you know, check out my, my builder website, bellmanhomes.com. We have blogs. We have probably 120 blogs on our website all about building and different things like that. There's so much articles, information, resources there. You guys would, would be blown away. So make sure to go to the, that website, check it out. Lots of great information there that will help you as well so that you're not assuming and you are asking the right questions. So I hope you guys have found this super helpful. No matter if you're building with us, you're building with anyone else, I think this is great building information. These are great tips for anybody building a home. I hope this helps you guys not only get a great home, but have a great building experience at the end of the day. Once again, I am David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Home Building Hero, and we'll talk to you guys very soon.